Welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney. This is episode number 43 of the Head to Head Podcast. And in this edition of the podcast, I will be doing another edition of Around the Bases where I talk about the nine most interesting stories going on in Major League Baseball right now. That's right. I'm going to talk about nine of the major storylines happening in the early season of Major League Baseball. Let's lead it off. In the leadoff spot, number one, the Astros are clearly the class of the American League. And I'm not saying that because of Justin Verlander. I'm not saying that because of of Garrett Cole. I am saying that because Jose Altuve is back, ladies and gentlemen. Most of the people forget that I think one of the main reasons the Astros did not make it back to the World Series last year was because of Jose Altuve's injury. This guy is the heart and soul of the organization. He has a Wade Boggs-like batting average. He gets the hits like Ichiro. He is one of the best players in Major League Baseball. And thus far this season, he has shown it. He went on a streak this week of five straight games with a home run. He has seven on the season. He had 15 last year in his MVP year. He had over 20. When this guy has power, when this guy hits for average, and when this guy rakes, this team is too legit to quit. They are the best team in baseball when he is on. It's not Carlos Correa. It's not any of those guys. It is Jose Altuve. That's why they gave him the eight-year contract extension and one of the major reasons why they didn't repeat as champions was because of his health issues last year. I think if he remains healthy this season, the Astros are clearly the the best team in the American League. And the addition of Michael Brantley, by the way, is another sneaky one. This is a contact hitter on a team full of guys who are home run or nothing. It's good to have guys like that. They also have Josh Reddick. I love the Astros roster right now. Number two, the Red Sox making a catching change. They call up Sandy Leone and release Blake Swihart. Well, guess what? Blake Swihart, as I'm recording this podcast, has just been traded to the Arizona Diamondbacks for a minor league outfielder. So the Blake Swihart era in Boston is over. It seemed like we were blaming him for a lot of the issues with the starting pitching this year, and Eduardo Rodriguez in particular. Alex Cora had some snide comments about the the game plan when Eduardo Rodriguez was pitching. I don't know if Sandy Leone is the is the answer, but I do know there are great pitchers. Greg Maddox comes to mind and others who needed a personal catcher. At the end when Jason Veritek was bad, Josh Beckett wanted more Jason Veritek and not Jared Saltomachia. Red Sox fans, we've been here before with personal catchers with Tim Wakefield and Doug Mirabelli. This is not a new situation in Major League Baseball. It's just not a good one because both of your catchers are not great hitters. Blake Swihart was a better overall hitter than Christian Vasquez and clearly Sandy Leone, who one year Sandy Leone hit about 300 one year, but he hasn't been the same since and he, he's not a very good hitter the last couple of seasons. He's, he's about at the Mendoza line in the past couple of years. So I don't think this is really going to help, but... Christian Sale was definitely amped up in his first start with Sandy Leon back throwing 97. Is that going to impact Christian 
Chris Sale's, I don't know, adrenaline and velocity. I don't know why it would, but I guess Chris Sale gets what he wants, and I think ultimately Alex Cora also got what he wanted. I think he wanted Sandy Leone as a catcher this entire time. I think Blake Swihart was a Dave Dombrowski type of move. Number three, Christian Yelich is a cardinal killer. Listen to this stat this year. Eight of Christian Yelich's nine home runs have been over the Redbirds. This is a guy who won MVP last year, but clearly he gets off killing the rivals. And I think this is really good. I'm not, listen, I don't like when we bring up these stats and say, oh, he doesn't do it against other teams. I'm saying this is a good stat. The Brewers need to win these game against the Cardinals and the Cubs in particular. And if Christian Yelich is going to hit eight bombs against your rival, that's great. That builds rivalries. That builds this team. This kid is all time good. We are going to end up thinking that the the Marlins were right to trade Stanton, and they were wrong to trade Yelich. I think that's where this is going. Yelich might end up having a better overall career than Giancarlo Stanton. And that stat, eight of his nine homers versus the Redbirds. Keep it going against them. Number four, I really want to talk about this. Ozzy Albies, this all-star second baseman who's 22 years old, signed a polarizing seven-year extension with the Braves worth $35 million. In comparison, his teammate, who has only been on the Braves for one full year, got an eight-year deal over $100 million, and his name is Ronald Acuna. No, Ozzy Albies is not as good as Ronald Acuna, but he sure is probably worth more than $35 million. In my opinion... I think Albie should have gotten at least a 60 to $70 million deal. Let's also talk about another contract that happened this week in baseball. Chris Davis of the A's is 31 years old. He signed a two-year $33 million deal. He got $2 million less than Albies in two years. Albies is signed for the Braves for seven more years. Albies got rid of free years of free agency and he only got $35 million for doing so. I understand you could really make the argument that Albies is doing something that's all-time great for his team. He is giving his team a chance to keep himself an all-star second baseman and Ronald Acuna. It cost the Braves to keep Ronald Acuna and Ozzy Albies just $169 million over about eight years. That is insane. It will cost the Red Sox at least double that to even think about keeping Mookie Betts. And they already had to give Bogarts over $100 million. And they gave sale over a hundred million. So think about the advantage that the Braves are getting by keeping this young core together. They already have Freddie Freeman signed for a while. So they're going to have Freeman, Albies, and Acuna together with some young pitching. And they can build around that. And they can afford to give Josh Donaldson his weird one year, $21 million deal. I, I just, I'm not, I feel bad. For Ozzy Albies, but I understand the move and why he did it. He's going to be thought of as a good teammate. He probably just wants to go out there and play baseball. And and heck, who couldn't live life with $35 million? I get it. Maybe people aren't greedy like we all are. I mean, I would want to be paid what I think I'm worth. Maybe in his mind, Ozzy Albies thinks that 
35 million is a fair deal for him. I don't know. He wants the security. It's 35 million guaranteed. I'm sure the guy's not buying a jet tomorrow. He's got enough to live life. But it's sports and contracts to me are interesting. And it's part of the reason why we know these numbers is so that we can discuss them and, and, and share our feelings on them. I feel like Ozzy Albies got ripped off here a little. 35 million? Jose Altuve signed a similar type team-friendly deal, but it was only for like four years. This is a seven-year, $35 million deal, and Chris Davis is a great player. He's the home run champ of the AL two straight years, but he is a 247 hitter each of the last four years, and Chris Davis is not. Ozzy Albee should be destroying Chris Davis in contracts. He's 22 years old, and the future is bright for that kid. Listen, I Wish all the best in the world for Ozzy Albies. I respect this decision. He's a loyal. He's probably going to be thought of as a good teammate. Good for him if he wants the longevity. And I just think he got ripped off a little. Number five, Marcelo Zuna has had a hot week. Eight home runs in his last 10 games. He is my underrated hitter of the week. This guy is going into a contract season. He's going to be a free agent this offseason. They already kept all Goldschmidt. I think the Cardinals need to keep Marcel Ozuna around. Think about this. In the last couple of years, the Marlins have got rid of Stan Yelich and Ozuna, two of the best hitting outfielders last year. This is a guy, Ozuna, who had a down year last year, and he still drove in over 90 runs. This guy is a monster hitter, one of my favorite players to watch. He's underrated. He's a pretty good outfielder, but he's a monster power hitter. And the Cardinals are going to benefit from having him and Paul Goldschmidt and Paul DeYoung and all the good hitters they have on their team. They're exciting team to watch because of Osuna and because of Paul Goldschmidt. Eight homers in 10 games. Keep this guy on the Cardinals. Am I right, folks? Keep Marcel Osuna on the Cardinals. He's my underrated hitter of the week. Number six, Billy Hamilton scored from second on a sacrifice fly this week against the Chicago White Sox. That is insane. Billy Hamilton is known as one of the fastest players in baseball. And no, he's not a very good hitter. But scoring from second on a sacrifice fly is extremely rare and it's rare in baseball to see speedsters. It's all power hitters. It's all on base percentage. It's all war. It's all Mike Trout. It's all Mookie Betts. Those are really good players and they are somewhat fast. Billy Hamilton's main thing is being fast. He could steal 70 bags easy and he scored from second on a sacrifice fly and I for one think that's impressive and the Royals have a a few other speedsters on their team. They're an interesting team. I just thought that had to be said, that Billy Hamilton did that, because it was something I hadn't really seen that much of before, and it's an exciting play. I think speed should come back to the game of baseball a little bit. I hope it does. I really do. I hope speed enters the discussion a little bit more. Number seven, the Rockies aren't, to me, are missing DJ LeMahieu. So the Rockies are not hitting this year after giving Nolan Arenado a huge contract, They did sign Daniel Murphy, but he's been hurt, and he's barely played. He's playing about three games this year. And meanwhile, DJ LeMay, who has been one of the most consistent Yankees so far this year, hitting over 380 in the early running, but he plays third base. He plays second base. He's one of the. This guy has been underrated for years, folks. He's won a batting title. He's a consistent contact hitter. He has 
a little bit of surprise power from time to time. I think the Rockies are seriously missing DJ LeMayu. It's also been baffling to me, the Rockies. Charlie Blackman has not played a really good center field this year. Ian Desmond has played center field this year. They paid Nolan Arenado. It's time to get back to the playoffs. And they are off to a dreadful start, equal to the Red Sox dreadful start. The, the Rockies and Red Sox are both at 6-13. and 13. They have to be one, two of the most disappointing teams so far in Major League Baseball. And I think one of the reasons is the Rockies should have kept D.J. LeMahieu. D.J. LeMahieu signed the same contract as Daniel Murphy. They should have picked LeMahieu over Murphy. I've always liked LeMahieu over Murphy. And when they're that close to being the same hitter, sign the guy who's better on defense overall. D.J. LeMahieu is clearly a better defender than Daniel Murphy. Number eight, I want to talk about a guy who struggled last year and who was platoon beyond reason, Cody Bellinger. He had the sophomore slump, I believe. He had a brilliant first season with the Dodgers, hitting over 37 home runs, being an MVP candidate. And then I feel like pitchers got to him. He wasn't able to face the same amount of lefties the second year. I think he was mismanaged by Dave Roberts and the Dodgers. But he is back this year. He has nine homers and 25. RBIs already. This is a bounce back season from Bellinger and I love the Dodgers offense right now. They have guys who I really like to see hit. They have Max Muncie. They have AJ Pollock who who's just one of the best leadoff hitters in the game. He is an old school leadoff hitter. They are a fun and exciting team. They have Jock Peterson who I love. They have Kyle Seat. Seeger back. Seeger is one of the better shortstops when healthy. He had Tommy John surgery. He's back in the mix. I think they're over this whole platoon nonsense. They, their catcher is weak. I mean, they have Russell Martin and another guy. That's maybe their biggest weakness on the offensive side. And pitching-wise, they got Kershaw back. They have some good starting pitching in their bullpen. Kenley Jansen. I really like the Dodgers, but the Dodgers are going to go as far as Cody Bellinger can take them. Nine homers and 25 RBIs so far in the early going. He has one of the sweetest swings in the game. He is must-see when he is at bat right now. I am going to see him. He might be the second-best player in LA baseball. It's Trout and it's Bellinger. He is the best Dodger and Trout is clearly the best Angel. He's the second most entertaining baseball player in LA right now. And that's saying a lot because they have Clayton Kershaw and a bunch of other guys who are pretty darn good. Number nine. I want to talk about this. This guy comes to the Yankees, Canadian, has a couple of rough starts, and then lights up the Red Sox and strikes out 12 of them. Big game James Paxton. This was a key acquisition for the Yankees. They need this guy to be good, and clearly they're missing Luis Severino. They have so many injuries. Now there's talks that Miguel, Miguel Andujar is going to maybe play first base. They've been without Stan for a time. Gary Sanchez is on the injury list. Yankee after Yankee has been injured. They've signed Logan Morrison. They need their pitching to be special. And the other night, to me, James Paxton was special. 12 strikeouts against the Red Sox. They needed him to get the win. They need him to be special. They need CC Sabathia to be special. They need J.A. Happ to be special. 
The Yankees need their starting pitching to, they need Tanaka to step up. They need their starting pitching to step up while the offense recovers. Aaron Judge has two home runs thus far in the season. He's got to get going. They need their starting pitching and their bullpen to be special. I like the acquisitions the Yankees made with Adam Adovino, but they're without Batanzas, so their bullpen isn't as good. I'm just saying that was a really good solid performance from Paxton. This guy has the ability to win a Cy Young if he stays healthy. I mean, that's the key to this guy His time in Seattle. He wasn't healthy. He's had performances like that before. He's really good against the Astros in his career. And he the other night, he was dominant against the Red Sox. And without Severino, they really need him and the rest of those starters to step it up. They really need James Paxton to step up with the Yankees have had so many injuries thus far. Like 90% of their offense last year is on the injured list. Stanton, G- Stanton, Sanchez, Andujar. Andujar had 90 RBIs as a rookie, ladies and gentlemen. The Yankees are, it's, it's kind of impressive that they are 8 and 10. And they look better than the Red Sox thus far. I mean, it's been miserable as a Red Sox fan, to be quite honest. And, and those games, the two-game sweep was interesting. The Brett Gardner grand slam w- was real bad. That was a terrible pitch. On That was an 0-2 pitch. That was really bad by Brazier. That was, that was an awful pitch. Brett Gardner... His 100th career home run was a grand slam. That's a special moment. We, you have to give the rival that at least. It was a special moment that his 100th career home run was a grand slam. I thought that was cool. The last thing I do want to talk about this, I'll talk. I'll t- I'll call this my extra inning topic. Tim Anderson's bat flip. The White Sox. Tim Anderson. He's a shortstop. He's been hot this year. He had a b- bat flip against. The Royals, he was hit by his pitch. A lot of people, there's this huge argument about whether or not baseball players should be able to do, celebrate their home runs with bat flips. He was barking. They, they said he said something insensitive on his way out. I don't know about all that. I do know that one of the best baseball moments I've had in the last six to seven years was Jose Bautista's bat flip in the American League Championship Series against the Texas Rangers. That excited an entire ballpark. You can make the argument that that's more acceptable to do than Tim Anderson doing that in a, in a, in a, in a game that's meaningless in Chicago with very few fans there. He got hit by the pitch. He got ejected. That's fine. But I, Randall Grichik reacted like an outfielder for the Blue Jays reacted like it's a crime. It's not. I am here for the entertainment value. I'm not here for lousy old time baseball rules. I enjoy bat flips. I enjoy Yasiel Puig. I didn't enjoy, remember when Brian McCann used to be the protector of all that is good for Major League Baseball for the Braves? That's annoying. I, I don't, I need more guys like Josh Donaldson and Bryce Harper and these guys who have fun. I need Major League Baseball to be as fun as basketball. And I think that's a step in the right direction. I want to see more bat flips. That's right. I think it is okay. He's not showing up the pitcher. He's trying to get his teammates going who they weren't even looking at him. 
Tim Anderson has to do something to pump himself up. He's on the White Sox. Things look bleak for him. The bat flip was probably something to get him going. It's not disrespectful to me at all. All a quick recap of around the bases again. Leading off number one, Astros are the class of the AL. Jose Altuve five straight games with a homer. Number two, the Red Sox make the change for catcher Leon for Swihart. Number three, Yelich is a Cardinal killer. Eight homers versus the Redbirds. Number four, Ozzy Albies signs a polarizing seven-year deal worth thirty-five million dollars. Number five, Marcelo Zuna eight homers, ten games, underrated hitter of the week. Number six, Billy Hamilton scores from second on a sacrifice fly. Number seven, the Rockies are missing DJ LeMahieu while the Yankees are benefiting from his success. Number eight, Bellinger, nine homers and 25 RBIs all already this season. Number nine, big game, James Paxton strikes out 12 Red Sox. An extra inning topic of the week. Bat flips are cool. Get over it, baseball. Thanks again for listening to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney. There will be a new episode of the Head to Head Podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And also, check out my movie TV show podcast pop culture spotlight, part of the Chatter Podcast Network. Also, on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Thanks again for listening.